but apparently he was quite dense when it came to the important things in life. He's a nerd, you know, Pamela Bedford had told Desdemona during one of their reception consultations. Or maybe an android would be a more accurate description. He's got the brain of a computer and the body of a hunk. What a waste. Miss Bedford, I don't think we should be discussing this, Desdemona had said. He spent several years with a think tank in Colorado called the Rosetta Institute. He specialized in applications of chaos theory. Some of his work was very hush-hush. Desdemona did not know what she was supposed to say in response. Her definition of chaos was what happened at right touch when a member of her staff, many of whom were involved in the theater world, was unexpectedly called to an audition just before an important catering event. He has absolutely no sense of style. He wears running shoes, jeans, and an old corduroy jacket to work every day, and little round nerdy glasses, and, oh God, a plastic pocket protector full of pens and pencils. It's so embarrassing. I've been doing my best to upgrade him, but it's very difficult. Pamela gave Desdemona a mournful look. He's utterly bored by social events. He detests cocktail parties and charity affairs. He never goes to the opera or the theater. He even tries to avoid routine business entertaining. Looking back at that awkward scene in her office, Desdemona realized she should have heeded her intuition and declined to handle the reception. But as caterer for the wedding of the season, she stood to reap a gold mine of publicity and contacts. Unfortunately, she had miscalculated. Pamela had panicked at the last minute, leaving not only Stark, but right touch in the lurch. Stark shrugged out of the black tux jacket and tossed it aside with a gesture of chilling disgust. The movement made Desdemona grip the arms of her chair very tightly. She was rapidly learning that Stark did not show his feelings the way the men in her family did. Wainwright men were volatile, exuberant, and flamboyant. So were the women, for that matter. Wainwrights were theater people, after all. They relished emotion. But Stark was a different breed. His emotional depths were dark and murky. He was difficult to read. For some inexplicable reason, she found him fascinating. She sensed that he was her exact opposite in many ways, and yet there was something oddly compelling about him. She could say one thing for certain about him. The man did look good in a tux. He had the body of a medieval knight, not overly tall, a shade under six feet perhaps, but very hard and very solid. He was sleekly muscled with no sign of flab anywhere. He moved with an instinctive sense of presence. When Stark entered a room, you knew he was there. She stared as Stark rolled up his sleeves, revealing sinewy forearms and a large, stainless steel, high-tech gadget lover's digital watch. From what Desdemona had seen, everything in the fortress was a high-tech lover's dream. Lights came on automatically when you walked into a room. The kitchen was state-of-the-art. A household computer regulated everything, from the inside air temperature and the blinds that opened and closed according to the angle of the sun to the sophisticated security system. Desdemona knew that Stark's extremely successful computer security consulting firm was becoming the premier company of its type in the region. Stark Security Systems advised many of the largest Northwest businesses on matters ranging from computer security issues to corporate espionage. 
Word had it that Stark, who had started with nothing three years ago, was now, at the age of 34, as wealthy as many of his clients. Stark threw himself down into the chair behind his desk, did not glance at the invoice. You're a businesswoman, Miss Wainwright. You understand why I wanted a prenuptial agreement, don't you? To be perfectly honest, I haven't given the subject of prenuptial agreements a lot of thought. Still, I suppose they do make sense, sort of like having a catering contract for a wedding reception. Exactly. A business contract. Speaking of business contracts, Mr. Stark, you'll notice that the business agreement in front of you was signed and dated by Miss Bedford, who made it very clear that you were going to cover the expenses for the reception. If you would just take a moment to make out the check, I'll be on my way. Stark scowled at the invoice. What is this? $6,000 for a wedding reception that got canceled? You only owe 6000 because I've already deducted the deposit that was paid.